Welcome to the Film Garage 208 podcast. My name is Sarah and this is Daniel. Hello. Hello. Today we have with us Allison Natoni of Elevation Floating Fitness. I got it. Nailed Here it. in yes. Idaho Falls, right? Nice That's right. Right. That's right. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you. And just meeting you. I'm excited you. to be here. Yes. So tell us about what your business is here in town. My business is uh, aerial yoga. Mm. It's uh, yoga with in a hammock. So they hang from the ceiling and kind of support you and provide a spotter for your yoga poses. Okay. Wow. So are the poses all the same? Just hanging? Um, similar. We have a lot of similar, but you know, you can get up off the ground and do a lot of different type of things in the, uh, aerial hammock. So, so this is like same, Cir but different Cirque du Soleil Elevated, if you will. stuff. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Ish. It's really designed for any body it, the hammock holds up to 2000 pounds. So any person can do it. So I don't like to market it as Cirque du Soleil type stuff that feels <laughs> intimidating, right? <laughs> so it's, it's pretty advanced. Yeah. Okay. It's not advanced. Yeah. Though. It's for anybody yeah. really. Uh -huh. Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. So we had to have the hammocks engineered so that they're super safe structurally. Oh, wow. And, um, like you yourself had them so engineered? My so my husband is an engineer, oh. so he engineered the that hanging of the okay. hammocks, not the hammocks themselves. Cool. But yeah, so um, we hang upside down and do spinal decompression. We use it, it more or less as a spotter so you can get deeper into your poses. You don't have to worry about losing your balance, hmm. that type of thing. So you're on the ground. You're just assisted? Or Your feet touch the ground sometimes and yeah. sometimes they don't. We kind of, I mean, a little bit Cirque du Soleil-like. Sometimes we wind ourselves into the hammock and hang upside down or do poses up cool. off the ground sitting in the hammock so you don't have the floor pushing up against you. So it's super comfortable and yeah. you feel kind of enclosed. Our final relaxation pose is called cocoon. So it's wound around you and you feel all fun. supported. and Yeah. Yeah. So are you offer classes? You do this right with classes. Classes and private parties. Oh, and private parties too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really fun. So what made you get into this niche? This is a specific thing. It is a specific yeah. thing. So I have been a speech therapist for 25 years and that's what I did for my full-time job and I didn't mm. have really any interest in opening my own business. Not that I was against it. It just wasn't in my um, scope of things that I was interested in. Mm. And I saw a video come up on Facebook one time. And I, I uh, grew up, I was a competitive gymnast. And okay. so, um, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah. not, not, I wasn't that great. But, it's but in anyway, there. yes. <laughs> and I, I saw the videos and I was like, I need to do that. And so I attended my first class and I was really hooked. I got certified and I taught at a place um, that used to be open downtown. That's where I started. And then I ended up opening my own space. Yeah. I came across a space that, you know, had I-beams in it already. So we didn't have to invest a lot of money to get yeah. started. And so I was kind of doing speech therapy and doing this aerial yoga on the weekends and in the evenings, just because I loved it. Wow. And it's evolved and really I don't cool. do speech therapy anymore. Yeah. Now it's your full-time job. Now it's so my you full -time started off job. teaching the classes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are, are there more teachers now? 
So I have had other teachers, but I don't have anybody right now. Um, two of the main teachers I had both had babies and then, you know, life gets busy when mm -hmm. you have babies, you guys know. It does. It so, does. um, yeah, I have someone, you know, I, I will call on them both to fill in for me, maybe if I'm gone or occasionally subs substitute for a class. But yeah, in general right now, it's just me. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. It is. Just you teaching all the classes, mm -hmm. managing the business, doing all of that. Yes. How long is a class? About an hour. It depends. I have some classes that are an hour and a half, but mostly an hour. Wow. Okay. And every day? Uh, I don't teach times. every day. Okay. Uh, I, I did. When I first opened, I wanted it to be everything to everyone. So I was, you know, scheduling classes around anybody that requested a class. Yes, we'll have one then. We'll do that. Um, but, you know, as I've evolved in my business and just for my own mental health. I've got to schedule the times that work for me and my family. So um, yeah. I teach Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and then I also teach private parties. So sometimes it's nice. every day and many times it's not. Yeah. So what kind nice. of people look out for this, like organically? Your target customer? Yeah. I think... Is it people who already do yoga? I, I was going to say, I think initially in it appeals to people who do regular yoga, but I've, I have tons of different diverse groups of people. Some that are, you know, it's, it's hard for them to stretch and the hammock provides assistance that they couldn't do in regular yoga. So sure. it's a, it's a wide variety. I, I love my customer base because we're from all different areas of life and yeah. maybe people that wouldn't have that much in common otherwise right we're yeah. so divided it seems like something that'd be really good if you had injuries yes just to like take some weight Super off and ease great. back into things yeah it's really great i have a restorative class where the hammocks are really low to the ground so we are laying mostly on the ground and we use the hammock for traction for our back and to hmm. be able to move a little deeper so how do you adjust these things is it so they're on daisy chains. Do you know what a daisy chain is for rock climbing? It's like a um, a long supportive rope that mm -hmm. has a bunch of different loops. So okay. um, the hammocks are connected to carabiners. And so I can lift them up and hook them to this loop or cool. this loop. Yeah. You can adjust it all. Yes. Wow. That's really cool. So we adjust everybody's hammock when they come in to their height yeah. so that it hits you at the right spot for comfort. For sure. Do you do that? Do you have a helper? Can everybody like do that on their own? I, I usually do it. Yeah. People that have been coming for a long time can do it themselves. Oh, okay. I have several so not too much stools in there. So everybody's adjusting. Yeah. Have you ever used those TRX bands? Mm -hmm. Those yellow? Yes. It's amazing how many things you can do with just those two like pieces of rope, basically. Right. So I'm just trying to think of the kinds of things that you could be doing in in your workout. And there's probably a lot of options. Right. So I have more than you probably think. Right. I have seven of the certifications that come along with anti-gravity yoga. Um, hmm. one of them is suspension fitness. So very similar to TRX. We use the hammock in the same way. I have a Pilates certification and a air bar certification, oh, which wow. is like a ballet bar class. Um, anyway, there's a lot of different ways to use the hammock. Yeah. And one of them is we do, uh, we call it the workout class and we do a combination of Pilates and suspension fitness. Cool. M much the same way TRX is used. 
Yeah. That's probably a nice change up too. Even if you weren't like if someone who didn't do body weight workouts normally. Right. It'd be nice to mix in. Right. Exactly. That's true. That's true. It's like riding a bike, like doing a bike workout. If you just do like legs, but don't ever ride the bike. Right. And you try to do one, it just destroys you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about all of those certifications that you had. That's a lot that you have built up. That's a lot of work. You said seven? I have like seven Pilates. of the certifications. Because mm -hmm. then you had to become like a teacher or how did, what is, what is that? So each certification, you travel to the place where yeah. they're offering that um, class. And it's usually a about five days, um, all day long and all evening long. Mm -hmm. And it, it comes with a book that you study. And at the end, you have to take a test both in person, like the teaching portion, yeah. and then a, a written test to get the certification. Cool. So yeah, I've, I've been to Hawaii and California. Which one did you do in Hawaii? Lake. Um, aerial yoga. Aerial yoga. Which is what that is, right? But yeah. it's a, one of the certifications is the aerial. Wow. How tall are your ceilings for this? Gosh, they need to be at least like nine or 10 feet high. I think ours are 12 feet. I, I honestly don't know. They're overly high for the yeah. need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like I saw a photo a second ago. They looked really high. Yes. They it might, might be higher be than 14 12. Yeah, feet. I think it's higher yeah. than that even. Yeah, yeah for I'm, sure. I'm not great at judging <laughs> that kind of thing. Is Sorry. <laughs> construction. <laughs> when I picture, whenever I've seen pictures of people doing this, they always look really graceful. Is it easy to look graceful in it? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> what's the first time you look like? <laughs> it can look a variety of different ways, right? Depending on how much body awareness you have or how much regular yoga you've practiced, how many sure. sports that you've yeah. played. You know, there are people that are, you know, really take to it and it's very easy the first time. And there yeah. are people who um, get a better workout the first time and all of it's good. All of it's good. Mm -hmm. I have people, you know, that still come, you know, five years later and still some of the things are not easy, but they keep showing up. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, you have, a, so these clients or customers, you're retaining them. What are you doing to keep such a strong clientele? I mean, I think they just love they aerial just love yoga, <laughs> right? And, and I have, a, I mean, I have a real passion for it. I love it. I don't love maybe the business end and, and maybe sometimes I have some other things on my mind before I show up, yeah. but when I get there, there's never a day that I don't love it. And I think it, it comes through. Yeah. What yeah. is the energy like in these classes? Are they calm, like a yoga class or is it more workout? Like, So upbeat? I offer a variety of classes and one of the classes, the restorative class in the low hammocks, it's very quiet and focused and meditative hmm. and so different versions. Right. And the other classes are really designed to be fun. They're not like, I guess, a typical yoga class where people are serious, you know, people are chatting a little bit and, you know, we yeah. laugh at ourselves or, yeah. you know, whatever. It's very light. Yeah. And it's meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. Unless someone starts swinging. Do you have to get at them like, stop swinging? <laughs> no, no, you can swing if you want. It's whatever's good for you. Because <laughs> I, no I, I would be trying to swing a little. <laughs> it's all good. Yep. You could do that if you like it. Some people hate it. Some people, you know, I'll often say, is anybody swinging more than they want to? Give me a little wave. I'll come by and stop you because sometimes people don't like it. If you like it, 
go crazy. (laughs) I have to show you a video that's on my Instagram of this woman that really likes to swing. And I have an outdoor space in the summer Uh in my backyard and she's swinging what looks to be dangerously. (laughs) (laughs) You would be her friend. (laughs) No, I can't after having a child. It's that motion. I've heard it from other people too, like swings and stuff now. I cannot do it. It's like extra motion sickness. Yeah. As, heard that as we age, uh, the fluid in our inner <laughs> ear gets thicker, right? And we get... Is that what it th- is? It is okay. because it's our, our vestibular system that regulates movement and okay. sometimes can make us feel sick. Interesting. Many times you can work through it and it gets better. There are people that I can get better. clearly... Go to, go to the park every day. It's not for them, go right? Go swinging. In the swings. <laughs> Train. Swinging's so good for your mental health, though, right? It, yeah. it makes you feel like yeah. a kid. And it is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you can work through some of and people do. Yeah. People come and they're like, when I first came, I did not like the swinging part, but. Yeah. Right they, before they having Eve, it. I was like, when's the last time I sat on a swing early and just like <laughs> right, swang? Like, I don't know. Right. Swang. It's swang. Fun. Swang. It swang. You need to do it. Swinged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about your social media. So what do you do to leverage your socials? You know, I there's always room for improvement in <laughs> many aspects of your business. This is one thing. I'm just I have a real love-hate relationship with social media. I I think it's we're so lucky to have it, right? It's free mm-hmm. and it reaches so many people that I couldn't reach. There's so many benefits. Also, I feel like it's it's really bad for your mental health yes. and you know, <laughs> I have a really hard time. I have to really talk myself into, okay, you have to post once a week or whatever, Mm -hmm. and I'll do it for a stretch and then I'll go kind of fades out there. Yeah, (laughs) I'm terrible at it, but you know, it's something I want to improve on and it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of, I know it's on my list of things I can get better. Mm -hmm. And like channeling your creative thought into like, the social media. Cause even I kind of struggle with creating our own socials where I'm like, I need to post something today. Right. And then I just, yeah. I feel like the stress comes from something else. Outside (laughs) influence feeling like you have to be like someone else's. Mm -hmm. And I feel like ours has gotten a lot more fun when we just try to be ourselves and just focus on like, what does our business need and make Mm -hmm. that versus like, what is someone else doing that I think is better than me or similar to me. Right. just yeah. do you and, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's a little bit more, less stressful. Be real. I have a thing where I don't, I, I want people to show up because they love it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bug people. Sure. And for some reason, it's not bugging people. Mm-hmm. They don't have to look, right? But it's true. They don't have <laughs> it to feels a little, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just something I need to wrap my head around and get better at. And no, I, I totally I get that. that. I completely get that. It was. We um, feel that way. And then people tell yeah. us like, oh, I didn't see that. And I'm like, we posted about that four times. What do you mean you didn't exactly. see it? And then uh-huh. it's like, oh, I guess people and, really don't. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We that's heard true. it was the best practice of posting or talking about it like at least three times before mm-hmm. people have like kind of even thought about it. Mm-hmm. And then there was one Marcella other. Bustin yeah, Marcella Moose. was talking said, about that. Um, so I don't know what the marketing principle is, but people <laughs> have to hear it seven times before it sticks. So they have to hear your name seven times before they'll actually like commit to a decision with you on average. So like if you feel like you're annoying someone by telling them once or twice, 
you're not, you know? And it was like, thank you for that perspective. Yeah. Really. yeah. And it's like, That's how many hear. spam emails are you getting a day right? from like the same business? Mm-hmm. They're not afraid of annoying you. That's true. Every like, day. They, don't, they don't care. Literally three times a day. There's no so it's shame. like, there's, That's you true. just add on in there. Like, <laughs> what's Such the good worst? Points. I so, love this. <laughs> those are what I'm constantly reminding myself. So those are the things you can do. I appreciate it. Plus how fast you scroll through things you don't really care about. So you know, you might have people just seeing your stuff a lot and being like, oh, whatever, scrolling past, but it might hit those customers who really care and they might love it. It's you true. never know. You or they'll hate know. it and be annoyed at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You can't keep everybody happy. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. Not everybody is your customer. So have you faced any challenges or obstacles since opening your business? When did you open this again? <clears throat> 2015. 2015. Yep. So it's been so a while So it's been now. a minute. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think my biggest thing that I've faced happened recently uh, in May uh, when that big rainstorm happened and mm, everything flooded. I also, see. so did my business. And it ruined the flooring that we invested quite Dang. a bit of money oh, in. Man. And um, I didn't have a space. Luckily, it was in May. So I do have an outdoor space that holds yeah. eight hammocks um, in my backyard. So I got to move outdoors. But um, our, our building is not new and the landlord, the person who owns it really doesn't have an interest in investing a lot of money, which I can't really blame them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really up to me to decide if I wanted to kind of start over and invest, you know, all that upfront Redo money again. again. Mm, and yeah. I really wavered up, up and down, whether I, wanted to do that but ultimately you know I'm not done with this chapter and I had so many customers that you know really expressed to me how important it was for them for their mental health and so we jumped back in yeah you did it again (laughs) did you have an insurance that helped with any of that damage or was that all out of pocket I mean most people don't have flood insurance because it's Huge around expensive, here, right? Too. And not really that applicable. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. um, yeah, no insurance. Man, <sighs> those things that suck. Yeah. That probably made yeah. that decision to start back up way harder. Yes. Yeah, like, yes. Really got you down there. And mm-hmm. so yeah. when you when you were in that moment, like what was your turning point when you were like, I'm gonna do this? I mean, you said customers. Mostly my customers, help, yeah. yes. Is that what drove I mean, you? you know, I've one, one person said to me, like, this is the only thing in my life ever that I've stuck to as far as exercise and, and doing good things for her mental health. Hmm. This was the only thing. And then I've had customers that, um, you know, they do this for their arthritis or their flare ups and it really helps their physical health as yeah. well. It's, it's huge to be able to decompress your spine and to get into these poses that normally you wouldn't be able to get into. And, you know, my customers that exist that came from the very beginning are super wel- welcoming. I feel like this is my own perspective, of course, but her space is just a big group of welcoming people who, you know, people walk in the door and they say like, hi, are you new? Oh, this is going to be fun. You're going to like it and that kind of thing. So anyway, that's great. It's a community of people that I wasn't ready to give up on. And I don't think they were ready to give up on me yet either. So that's important, though, to have that community Mm -hmm. and like build that up because, yeah. 
people search for that, mm-hmm. especially in this town mm-hmm. and especially somewhere where it's like it got bad weather all the time. You need to go somewhere and yes. find someone to hang out with. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I was talking about how you incorporate your artistic flair into your business. So my certifications are in anti-gravity yoga. It's a specific franchise of aerial yoga. Okay. And so when I go to these trainings, we learn specific cues and they're in place for safety, most of all. Like, hmm. uh, it's important. So there's that aspect that's very concrete. My artistic flair comes in when I combine like the the seven certifications that I have into one class. Right. So I take little bits and pieces and get them to flow together to, I guess, just enhance the yeah, class. Yeah, it's your own thing. Yeah, so it's you, completely you your own thing. create the whole course of your class? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I try to recreate it as often as I can. Different, mm-hmm. different moves, different, um, yeah, different ways to flow things together. So do you, where, where do you find your inspiration? Every time we go on vacation, I try to attend an aerial yoga class if I can find one anywhere in the vicinity. And I try to do it, you know, a couple times, two or three times while we're on vacation, if I can. Um, I also have my own mat yoga practice and I, you know, attend classes and Pilates. I try to get like any instructor, especially in fitness, but really any instructor is something, someone you can learn from and evolve your own course. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, That's awesome. And I, you know, I try to take a training whenever I can yeah. as well. Of course, that always provides new inspiration. Mm-hmm. But that's a great idea of going to <clears throat> just other places when you're on vacation to kind of just see what they're offering and what's mm-hmm. different. That's yeah. a really good idea. I love it. Just Everybody like looks a little different. Secret shop a little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. I usually, I usually tell them, like, you, you know, them. I don't I'm going in and out. <laughs> I'm but, a teacher. <laughs> but, you know, we usually have some kind of I conversation. I yoga studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Move aside. I'm teaching. I have seven qualifications. <laughs> Step aside. <laughs> but continue. They like to, <laughs> yeah. I'll be judging you this whole time. Like the principal coming into class to watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's smart. That's really no, cool. I yeah. mean, you know, they love to collaborate too. They go, oh, how do you teach this? Or, you know, what does this look like for you? And usually, I mean, I don't always say that that's that I I'm here because I have a yoga studio but if if it comes up I do say it <laughs> is my face all red you feel like you have to lie <laughs> I don't own a yoga studio <laughs> I've never done this before <laughs> just we're I'm just naturally gifted <laughs> I know all the words all the terms everything <laughs> okay so I like that so have you done any collaborations with like local people in town or done like so I have um yes several different times we've I've collaborated with other business I have one person that is a yoga teacher in town that Mm -hmm. we both play the crystal sound bowls I play those at the end of my class and and she plays them too so once a month or sometimes twice a month we have a um a sound bath where she comes in and plays the bowls. I teach the restorative yoga, which is, you know, meditation and low hammocks and uh, just lots of deep stretching. And we kind of, you know, we've really been there over the years for each other to kind of help build up each other's businesses. We do um, 
we always do a sound bath for pride. We always do a sound bath that um, we donate our whatever we make in December. We just have really helped each other out. That's really cool. <clears throat> it's important to have someone like on your side, especially right. in like a similar industry too. So they kind of get what you're going through. Right. And to know that we're not here to compete with each other. Sure. Like if sure. her yoga classes are for you, that's great. Let me tell you when they are, where yeah. they are. And she does the same for me. For sure. Yeah. Because it's not everyone's cup of tea. Right. You know, like it's not shop around. Yeah. What percentage of people that come the first time um, return and do it again? Do you find I'm that people stay around? I'm like um, 70 or 80%. A lot of people good, come back. So do you do monthly classes then or classes, monthly memberships? I, I used to. I don't so anymore because I'm the only person. If I have to be out of town or, yeah. you know, I have to cancel a class, it was a lot of pressure to sell a monthly membership and then, yeah. you know, potentially have to cancel a class. And for you sure, know, I, I don't like upsetting people. Yeah. So do you think you'll <laughs> yeah. grow and add some more people to help you out to do that? I or have one person the, okay. right now that's um, going to be taking a training. So, okay. Are you be, training or how? Just from someone else. So I I could train yeah. without a certification, right? And you don't have to be certified in the state sure. of Idaho. So there's that oh, avenue. Okay. And then there's also you can take the, you know, anti-gravity is one certification. Mm -hmm. But there's also other aerial yoga yeah. places that offer certifications. Well, that would be cool. So do you think you'll do more things once you have some more help? I do. Yeah. I, yes. Do you have I'm any, excited. Yeah. Plans, yeah, thoughts. just just expanding our class yeah. load. Like, you know, I'm limited to I teach yeah. about seven or eight classes a week, which is a lot. Yeah. And so gotta stay if fit. I can <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> I gotta say mentally healthy mostly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you find that hard doing those workouts week after week like that? Because I mean with that many workouts, do you have an off day? Oh yeah. I I don't teach on Tuesday, Thursday, or Sunday. Generally, sometimes I, you know, like do bunch them up per day. Private classes, but yeah, I no, I don't. I don't find it hard. A lot of it is stretching and relaxing and just really focused. And some yeah. of it is working up a sweat. It's a, a big variety. Sure, it's not like you're like lifting heavy weights and burning right. out like right. every workout. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. You may have noticed. <laughs> No. Okay. I want to also talk about pricing. So how do you price yourself so that you don't undervalue yourself? Because that's important, especially with times like right now. It's the thing I'm worst at. Okay. <laughs> For pointing out all the things that I need to improve <laughs> on social media pricing. That's why we invited you today. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard, hard for me because yeah. we're mm -hmm. in this real rural community and people aren't willing to pay. Like if you go to an aerial yoga class in a big city, you'll pay 40 or $50 per class. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, for <clears throat> anything though, like any yeah. class, yeah. 40 to 60 bucks. For, yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, um, obviously I can't charge that. And yeah, but I also want to appeal to people that can't afford you know, mm -hmm. anyway, it's, 
No, you don't. As have you to, can see, you don't have to I'm like around totally it. stammering. <laughs> like it's hard. It's, it's hard fine to, to say f- you want the well, the clients that are willing to pay the price that you want to be paid. But sometimes you know? the, those people just, I get it. Like you want everyone to show up and do it. Exactly. And so then you'll like lower your prices so everyone can show up and do it. Right. But that just may not be of your benefit. You know, I feel like I'm Mm -hmm. as affordable as I can be given the fact that I'm paying rent and buying a new floor and um, And replacing my hammocks and, you know, all of those things. And I... The worst part of it is on occasion, not always, but I have private groups that will, um, you know, try to say like, can you give us a better deal? Can you do it for this much? I cannot stand that. I'm just like, do you go into a restaurant and say, in fact, I had one person who was like set up their whole class and it's a lot of back and forth, like, okay, what days, blah, blah, blah. And then said to me, well, okay, we can afford to do $9 a person. So that's what we're willing to pay. Stop. And I'm like, the, what you can leave. in the world? <laughs> like, no, you don't negotiate Even prices. Even just to say that, Even so with disrespectful. A, I mean, yeah. Small businesses are the least <sighs> likely to be able to afford to give you a, a screaming deal. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Anyway. But it's also like... I would feel bad because I have those scenarios literally happen to us all the time. Like want to trade or, you know, right. It's always, it's always, can you give me a discount? Never giving you money either. Yeah, They've it's never, always. they've like never, never used us once, once, but they want a discount already. Right. Even though I don't know you. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. If we have a good relationship and you like work with me regularly, like all the I'd time. be happy to give you a deal. Right. Don't just come to me asking for a deal and then tell me what you want. Right. Like, and then not do it. And then like right. waste my time on top of all of it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this we were talking about that in the last podcast about we were. the time that gets wasted in consultations because she was a yes. hair stylist and she charges for her consultations uh-huh. um, because of that reason of all the back and forth and planning that just and people just right. won't take it seriously uh-huh. right so she was like i'm gonna charge for my consultations and now she said people don't waste your time yeah i love that yeah so yeah and you start charging for <laughs> group Setting consultations up a class. yeah <laughs> uh, a, a group, fee or a group something. class yeah. is an extra 50 bucks booking I, that's deposit. funny too because you would expect deposit. as a group to like maybe pay a little higher price because you're sure. bringing in a lot of people and right yeah that's like an individual class it's just interesting people, it is interesting people, wait man. so what did you say to that did you do the class yeah did you do it for nine dollars <laughs> i did not, no? I did Good not. Job. <laughs> okay i think i said we were texting i think i said ha huh. <laughs> <laughs> my prices are not negotiable <laughs> I like it. That's a good answer. <laughs> LOL. I believe exactly. in that. <laughs> That's a good answer. Whereas I am evolving because when I first opened, I probably would have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because no, that's true. who I was. I just wanted to bend over backwards to make everybody happy. And, mm-hmm. you know. And then those would be like annoying people. Like you would break your back for the situation. Right. And it was like. I wish I didn't even touch that. Like right. I learned a lesson of I should not have done that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a good lesson to go through. It is. Just, <laughs> it's fun being on the other end of that lesson and realizing it and being better at yes. standing up for yourself. Yes. 
For it's sure. hard. It's a really hard thing to get used to. It is. The first Especially, couple times you do it to a client and don't budge, it's like, hey, you're like I feel, feel. Right. And then they say no and walk away and you're like, I lost it. I didn't get it. Yeah. It's like, it's okay. I didn't want it. I didn't right. want it anyway. Those are not the people. That's what you have you to want. tell yourself. Yeah. Um, it was another thing with our podcast with Tia yesterday that I thought was like, a takeaway even for myself where I was like, okay, that was a, a great thought. And it was about pricing and it was about, mm. um, raising your prices. She was like, I just raise them like 20% every year. Um, and she was like, and if my like clients now just can't afford me, she's like, now that's just an opportunity for the new <laughs> hairstylist to have a great client who's mm. now in that same, you know, bracket of being able to pay for it. Um, so it was a good perspective yeah of like like don't be afraid to raise your prices because you're allowing growth for someone else to come into the industry well, growing yourself too yeah like if you're not true. doing that it's like being stagnant you know everyone needs to raise their prices too right but as long as you're raising your prices it'll make yeah just growth keep continuing to happen mm -hmm. so i thought that was a good perspective that is a really good perspective because that can be kind of challenging especially it when it's like you want to get all of the people to purchase from you and get all the business right. and you just can't be so cheap. Like it's just not worth it. It's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Just takes a while to get to that point, it especially does. when it's a new business. Cause you just want to put everything back into it and every bit of money you can take to do that. But I think is that's nice. like when you're ready for growth, cause you can't just do that right from the get go. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. it's when you're like, you're there, it's time to grow. When mm -hmm. you have your seven certifications, nine, <laughs> seven, nine. <laughs> and a black belt. <laughs> I regret ever. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> My, the person I collaborate with actually, mm -hmm. when I was reopening inside, um, she's like, I've only raised my prices twice. And one of them was just recently when wow. I, when I reopened and uh -huh. she's like, it's time to raise your prices. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I, I, I know. And she's like, listen, you just bought a new floor, raise yeah. your prices. 100%. And I'm like, you know, I really needed kind of a push. I'm, I'm, it can be something hard. I need to grow. Cause you at, feel like you're disappointing sure. people if it's yes. like all of your regular customers, right. but in the reverse, it's like, I would want them to support me, you know, where it's, it's like, true. yes, you do need to earn an extra five, 10 bucks per class, whatever it is. Right. Cause it's like, you deserve it. And yeah. what was her, I don't know where Tia, the hairstylist hair came up with her math, but she said she did 20% every 18 months. Mm -hmm. She just upped her price 20%. And yeah, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it'd be different for everyone what you could get away with, but right. I, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Raise your prices, but don't blame it on us if it backfires. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> okay, so let's see. We actually answered a lot of the questions already. Mm -hmm. So do you have any advice for someone who is going to start their own business? Not necessarily aerial yoga, but just a business in right. general. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think if you feel passionate about something... You have to follow your heart. I could have never seen myself here 10 years ago when I was practicing speech pathology. And right. Um, so I just kind of followed my heart and my life unwound in a way that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. So I think if you have fire for something, you can't just put it aside, right? You have to. I was lucky because I got to ease into my studio because I had another job. And so um, I wasn't counting on 
that money to provide for my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it was a little bit like tiptoeing into the water and regardless, if you can, if you have a passion for something, you have to follow it, whatever it looks like. Maybe it doesn't look like quitting a job and starting this. Maybe it looks like tiptoeing in and doing (laughs) what works for you. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? Like when you started this business from what you know now. Because yeah, you said you switched careers. We should have talked about that a little bit more (laughs) about you being a speech pathologist. Mm -hmm. So you had to go through school. You like were dedicated to this. Had to get in all all the debt for speech pathology school. So I didn't see myself leaving that because that's where I invested my money and my time and my blood, yeah. sweat and tears. Like, am I allowed to do anything else? Like after exactly. That? That's yeah. so true. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. What was the question? <laughs> uh, I just, don't know. She, I just, I segued the conversation back into your changing your career paths. Cause I realized we didn't even talk too much about that. And I wanted to know more. So, so how it happened was I, you know, I really just had this passion for the aerial yoga when I started and opened my space, my boss, then I worked for a private practice, allowed me <clears throat> to see some of my patients down there. And with gross motor movement, communication cool. really improved. So I got to see kids, you know, swinging in the hammock, nice. also working on speech. So you had hands it on was, with it. Yeah, yeah, it was a great transition. And then eventually... Um, through through a variety of things, I just ended up leaving and just focusing on aerial yoga. Yeah, so. that's really cool. Yeah. And that you had like that experience with it beforehand. Yeah. I was lucky to be able to transition that way. Yeah. I just remembered what the question was what? kind of before we segue. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Oh, your younger oh, self. Oh, right. Sure. When you started this business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or to maybe not, what would you have done different? I think just to not be scared to do it. You know, just to embrace what really fires up your soul and put your energy there and not worry about, I mean, it's easy for me to say like, don't worry about the money. Everybody (laughs) has to worry about the money. Mm -hmm. But um, if you have passion for something, you're going to, it's going to find a way and you're going to be able to support yourself. Yeah. Even if you don't ask for enough money. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make it work. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we get it. Gotta make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hustle to survive. Yep. And I think not to be afraid to let go of something like the speech pathology. Right. You know, to let that go because we have so many different chapters in our life. It's okay to reinvent yourself. And I think so many things carry over. Like I like to say everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I really do feel like in every job that I've had, it like in some way or another, there's a piece that you can take and apply to like what you're doing now. And I remember right. with marketing, because that was our degrees, both got marketing degrees. Mm-hmm. And my first job out of college was at a marketing agency. And I just thought that's what like I needed to do. And then when I thought, when I kind of like switched to what I did after that, which was like retail, I felt weird. Like, am I wasting? Right. Am I yeah. wasting? And I was kind of like blocked off in a moment. But then I realized I had so much to learn from retail. So right. instead of being like, oh, I need to like think a certain way of only paying attention to this that matters of marketing. Like I learned a whole nother side like mm-hmm. that now I can know yeah. both ends, like the customer and the back end. Right. And that's helped open things up. So like yeah. just snowballs. I, everything like, yeah. builds on something you else, can like right? Find pieces, yeah. And it's okay to let go of some of the Evolve. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's it. Don't fight it. Accept the change. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Thank you. I'm so happy it happened. Yes, I'm happy we got to meet you. This has been a great time. We'll have to go and do some elevated yoga. Please do. This will be fun. Please do. It'll be fun. Okay, so tell everyone where you're at. I'll be over there swinging a little. (laughs) Not that much. I'll take it. I see. I won't swing that much. No swinging. Just a little. She's gonna yell at me now. (laughs) (laughs) You can swing as much as you like. (laughs) So I'm off of Rolandette Mm -hmm. on 20th Street on West 20th Street. You can find me on my social medias which may or may not be up to date. <laughs> I try <laughs> do our best. on Instagram or on Facebook, okay. Elevation Floating Fitness. Um, I am on the Mind Body Fitness app, which a lot of different businesses use for scheduling. So okay. you can uh, download that app and search for Elevation Floating Fitness and find the schedule. Cool. And then you can just book online. Right you there. can book on that app or you can, my phone numbers all over my social cool. media. So you. you can also just reach out. All yeah. right. Good to know. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, thank stuff. you. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>